Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. All we ask for, right? It's all we ask for of the greats. It's really, it, it, it's basically that's what it is. It's like, you know, the give us these performances. Made for the biggest stars. Give us these performances. Are you not entertained? After that fourth quarter, after that performance last night by Kevin Durant, yes, we are entertained. I don't know where it would rank. I don't know how you want to rank it. I don't even want to rank it. I don't care. What I do know is if you love basketball, that guy put on a show for you, and it was special. It was special. It was great to see, and that that's why we have these conversations and debates and everything else because when you're at that level, that elite level, this is what inspires fans. This is what inspires people. This is what makes you watch. Alan, KD and Kyrie often refer to themselves as artists. Yeah. Right? As yeah. artists. And last night I'm sitting there watching the game, and I'm saying to myself, this is the best single game performance in KD's career. I mean, 49 points, 17 rebounds, 10 assists, mm. and I didn't want to break it down. You know I love breaking down games. I just sat back and said, damn, watching it. I started thinking about, okay, 2019, he dropped 50 versus the Clippers. Yeah. All right. But this, the way he impacted the game, the amount of pressure that was on him leading into this game. James Harden was out there with one leg. Kyrie Irving's on the sideline. Not even, not, you know what I mean? Like, it was KD. Obviously, other guys stepped up. But this game will go down as the moniker for KD's career. It really will because he is this special of a talent offensively. He's the greatest scorer the game has ever seen. And last night, proved it. It proved it. You know, I discovered a guy basically last night. What I mean by that is not necessarily the points, but everything else that he did. Mm-hmm. The 17 boards, the 10 assists, the, the moving around. That's the, I hadn't seen KD move around like that in a long time in terms of getting away from people. He was not just standing still waiting for the ball to come to him. He was going to get the ball. He actually was not in a situation last night where you looked at and said, oh, this is game four. This is they're all over and PJ Tucker's not letting him breathe. No, he created separation many times over. And so when you think about, I can't speak to the greatest performance because I didn't see every single game that he's ever played. I'm not like Jay. Jay covers the NBA every single day. But for me, in my eyes, being able, as Jay said, to come into the game with the type of pressure that must have been placed on him, or he was might have been feeling. To know that, okay, I'm potentially going to be out here by myself, although Harden did later on join him, but that was, I mean, he was on the floor as a cardboard cutout, which in the end, it certainly helped, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like he was adding any scoring points or doing things of that nature, but it helped. It was there to support him and take some of the pressure off of him. But can you imagine going into the game, because the narrative prior to the game is, what is Kevin Durant going to be? What is he going to do? Is he? Is, or are we going to look at a guy after the game and say, well, see, here we go. Is that the conversation that's going to be had? Is it? Is it going to be had that he isn't LeBron James? He's not this, not that. Can he carry a team? Oh, he needed to go away from OKC to Golden State to win a big game. He had other players around. Well, he answered the call last night. And that, that question should never be brought up again as far as Kevin Durant. Never again it should be brought up whether or not, I know it's not a championship game, but that was the closest thing that you could see to a championship in that performance. Well, it felt like that must win for both teams, right? You know, pivotal game fives usually are when it's series is tied 2-2, but 
you know, what we saw is is a superstar being exactly that on that level. And, and for KD, you know, talking about his performance, a lot of times you don't get a lot out of him in interviews, but it's, you know, he even understood the moment where he was, what he had to do last night. He talked about it after the game. I know the perception of me is that I can score the basketball well, but, uh, you know, any team that I've played on, I've been asked to do pretty much everything from rebounding to defending to uh, initiating um, to scoring. I might not be, at, you know, I might not do it all the time, but I do a little bit of everything out there. So I knew at some point that coach would ask me to screen or rebound, defend, bring the ball up, score, shoot three. So I just, just work on everything I can and practice and, and when the game comes around, I just got to be ready to pull, you know, be ready to do anything. So uh, tonight was one of those nights. Not lost in this also is the fact that Kevin Durant played the entire game, 48 minutes. And this is, as we've talked about, two years removed from an Achilles rupture that for a lot of NBA players. He was the best player two years ago in the world, the and he still is the best yeah. player today. 48 minutes. He scored 49 points on 23 shots. 23 shots. It's not like... Kevin Durant took 35, 40 shots for 49 points. And by the way, they were down 17 points in the third quarter. Like the first half wasn't like KD was popping off and it was oh, going no. to be a prolific night. Yeah. You thought the Bucs were going to beat the brakes off them. I mean, the Bucs defensively put together an incredible first half. And then the second half, you just saw the Bucs shrink and shrink and shrink. And we'll discuss and you saw them. KD expand, yeah. expand, mm-hmm. expand. How was the building? Because I talked about that last night, too, how important it was when you felt like this was a a wounded animal in the Nets that was facing a a real tough situation. You're asking now one of the stars of the big three to carry the team. Could he do it? And in his own building, and I said yesterday, too, you're going to need the building. You're going to need them. And you're going to need that because the role players, Jeff Green, who was great, uh, Blake Griffin at the end, you know, got got some things done for you as well. You needed... You needed the crowd to help the supporting cast kind of, oh. you know, rise up a little bit too. I all of that together, all of that mattered. Did I think guys, all guys, of it factored. You in. guys watched the game last night, of did course. You? So I've been saying this for a while, and tell me if, if you guys got the same feel. I don't know, Key, if you've ever been up to Rucker Park, but you know, mm-hmm. if you if you have, okay, like it's a polished version of Rucker Park. That is how they play. It is. Stephen Curry is one of the most entertaining players in basketball. Mm-hmm. I would pay crazy money to go see him play. I would also go pay crazy money. I do pay crazy <laughs> money. I have courtside seats because the way those guys play, I said at the beginning of the year, it's wop, wop, wop. It feels like there's a guy on the microphone the same way it is at Rucker Park <laughs> yelling yeah. behind you saying, here comes the move. Oh, he yanks him. Like It feels like that type of environment. And that was – LeBron said it last night. That's what we witnessed. You were a witness. It was uh, fourth quarter was special. I mean, I was watching it from obviously from television, and you could just tell they moved the ball around well. There was no ball stoppage. It, things was just, it was just fluid, man. It was it was flowing, it was flowing real well. Yeah, you could he, just tell. He got into he got into it, no doubt about it. And of course, the reaction around the league uh, via Twitter, you saw it already on ESPN two with some of it. LeBron James greatness, appreciate it while you can, people. Allen Iverson. You great killer. Draymond Green, <laughs> goddamn slim. Uh, Donovan, slim for real. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell, just wow. Larry Nance Jr., Kevin Durant, your favorite player's favorite player. Kevin Love, greatness from KD Trey, incredible performance. The great Isaiah Thomas, let it be known. 
Uh, and then Tim Hardaway Jr., Rucker Park, Durant. Uh, can I just tell you, I, I've literally, like, KD watches so much of Michael Jordan. That mentality, like, that felt like a little bit like that MJ-ish feel to it, right? Like, the similarity is how it doesn't matter who's guarding me, nobody can guard me. I am the option. Let me carry the load. I got it. Yeah. This is what I do. Now, we'll discuss the idea of who's guarding him and all that other stuff, of course. We have to get, take care of the other side of the story, which is the Milwaukee Bucks. But Kevin Durant becoming the first player in NBA history with 49 points, 15 rebounds, 10 mm. assists. Mm. Stats incredible. Brought to you by My Computer Career, training for a better life. Coming up, Frankie Ice, the Iceman, on what the Bucks can do to cool off Durant in Game 6. And that's after Key. Has this from Indeed. The good news is your business double. The even better news is Indeed can help you hire the right people without the wait times of the typical recruiting process. That's because Indeed has a great hiring platform where you can make calls, schedule virtual interviews, and talk to candidates over video right from your easy-to-use employer dashboard. It's just another reason Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Find your next great hire at Indeed.com slash credit. This was Kevin Durant's greatest performance of his NBA career. Three ball, Durant, good from up top. Durant again, this time off the right angle. That's the approach I always take. Just let me do what I need to do each possession. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We know that guys play better and more comfortable when they're in there, sleeping in their own beds at home. We got our work cut out for us, but we're looking forward to it. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Obviously, he's not himself, but he's a soldier, and he's fighting for his teammates. That's it for this first half. It's been all Milwaukee. Let's get down. Let's get down to business. Durant for three. Durant 
fire. This is a classic game for Kevin Durant. Two-point Brooklyn leads. Signature performance for Kevin. Him to have the toughness, the mentality. That's what makes that's him that's one of the all-time greats. Kevin Durant with uh, his signature performance in the postseason last night. Just an incredible performance for him as the Brooklyn Nets now take a 3-2 lead in their series. Keyshawn, J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. And so let's get a little more into this game. And we do that by talking to Frank Isola, who joins us right Frankie. now on the Goodyear Hotline. So it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Frank, good morning. Um, let's just begin with... I mean, I've watched a lot of games with you when we both were covering the NBA together as beat writers, and I've seen you react, and I've seen you sometimes just, like, stare because we both know what's good and what's not. I want to know how you were reacting watching Kevin Durant, especially later in that game, just take over and put up a, a masterpiece performance. Yeah, how are you guys doing? Oh, I haven't been to, as a lot of people, I haven't been to a lot of games over the past year and a half, but to be there last night and to be able to witness that, that was uh, th that was a privilege because Kevin Durant was back at the top of his game. You know, when you think about it, it was his highest scoring game since April of 2019. I think it was April 26, about six weeks before he suffered that Achilles injury at 50 points against the Clippers. And then last night, he's going for 49, 31 in the second half, 20 in the fourth quarter. I mean, he was just a, such a dominant player. I love when they just started saying the heck with it. We're just going to inbound the ball to you, bring it up court. We'll set a high screen, make a play, take a shot. I said he, the only mistake he made was blowing that free throw at the end, which would have given yeah. him 50 points. That's the only thing he should be disappointed about. He could have had a perfect 50, but somehow he missed that free throw late. Frankie, he could have had more than 50. He missed a couple of free throws last night, which is uncharacteristic for him. But I kept yelling at the TV, why didn't Coach Bud make any adjustments? Why weren't they double teaming him? And also – a guy like Giannis, I can't believe he didn't take on the challenge in the fourth quarter to be that primary defender for KD. Yeah, that was frustrating from their standpoint. Everything really started in that third quarter when the Nets scored 38 points. And I really thought, you know, the Nets were attacking Brooke Lopez, but for some reason the Bucks were not attacking James Harden as much as they should have. And they were really, you know, they just tried, they tried to get um, – Brooke Lopez isolated, and it was either Jeff Green or Kevin Durant making all these shots in the third quarter. Now, Giannis is saying yeah, he'd love to guard Kevin Durant. It might be something they should think about because, you know, Kevin Durant struggled in the two games in Milwaukee, and I think he was struggling also with how physical uh, P.J. Tucker was being. I'm sure the Nets must have complained to the league. We know how these playoff series work behind the scenes, the phone calls that are being made, you know, early foul trouble. To Milwaukee, you know, guys like Drew Holiday and also P.J. Tucker, you know, certainly have an impact. But that's no excuse for Milwaukee. That They have to find a way. You know, you're up 17 points with 19 minutes to go in the game. Like, this is your opportunity. You know, James Harden is out there. He's almost as a decoy. I give him credit for playing 46 minutes. But it's not like he's really going to beat you. It's really down to one man. And to get outscored 57-34 hmm. in those last 19 minutes, I thought for Milwaukee, a lot of people felt like this was going to be defining kind of uh, three games for them here, you know, games five, six, and seven. They're going to have a lot of work to do, or they're going to have a yet again another disappointing offseason. Frank, you were in the building, right? You saw it up close in person. You've seen Giannis play two-time MVP, defensive player of the year, the whole deal. What was your observation how he played down the stretch, though? 
You know, the one thing about Giannis, and I've gotten to know him a lot over the past few years, and as everybody knows, he's a great guy, and you love everything about him, how hard that he works, and he's all about his team, his teammates. But, but to me, his his understanding of the game and his basketball IQ, it just needs to get better. Like, he just – besides the free throw shooting, you know, late in that game when it was tied, he you know, he's isolated on James Harden, and he's shooting a fadeaway jump shot. I don't know, pass the ball out, reset, and get something cutting to the basket. And I thought, you know, some of the plays they had, how about the turnover when the game was tied? Yeah. That ball was right in his hands. And too many times when, when he uh, reverts back to having the ball, taking like three steps back, and then just barreling into somebody, give Jeff Green a lot of credit. He stood his ground a couple of times, and you know, he yeah. took a couple of big shots. But the charges that um, that Giannis gets called for – uh, he just has to find a better way. And I thought down the stretch with the missed free throws, that one poor shot, the turnaround jumper, where he had, to me, no business taking it. It's a terrible shot with Harden guarding you. And then the turnover. You know, you, you think about it. That's why, and you guys know this, you're watching that game, and there are, re- there are great players on that court last night. And then there's a guy that just stands head and shoulders above everybody else. That's how good Kevin Durant is. You know, Harden is close. But Kevin Durant is just at a different level, and you see it down the stretch last night. That's a two-time MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo. He was no match for Kevin Durant. Yeah, that that's the best thing when you when you see it that way. You know, that's what you look at. You, that's why we we put everybody in these categories of greatest, and 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 then there's great players who just aren't at that level. There's it's just categories that's to right. all this stuff. Then you see it, and you saw it certainly firsthand in a, in a big spot. Frank Isola joins us on the Goodyear Hotline, Yes Network, Sirius XM, NBA Radio as well. And you see him on our network uh, as well. And that's straight. To, he's bringing us to Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Can we talk about the two Sonics players, though, that are still left in the league, right? The two surviving <laughs> Sonics players. So Kevin Durant being one. But how about you? I mean, you know, you always need someone else. And we always wonder that. Okay, so you're yep. down to really one and a half stars. As you mentioned, Harden's out there, but he's really a decoy, really there for support, I, I was saying. He's there just to support, but you could just yeah, tell. He, he had No, no, but he just didn't have a oh, lot no, to impact. Close to but certainly was there, right? Just, just to, I'm going to get in this lineup because I don't want you to be on your own. But somebody else had to step up. Man, what a performance by Jeff Green. Seven, what was it, seven of eight? Seven, eight, From yeah. downtown, hit his yep. first six uh, three-pointers in this game. It's just funny to see these two guys all those years later when they were rookies in Seattle uh, to where they are now at, at this point. But Jeff Green's performance certainly can't get overlooked. Yeah, I remember being at a Seattle game. The Knicks were out there, and Kevin Durant beat them on a the last-second yeah. shot. In fact, that was the night before the Giants uh, ended up uh, beating the Patriots in the Super Bowl when New England was going for that undefeated season. You know, last night – and, Alan, you're 100% right, because I went into the game thinking, I know that Kevin Durant is going to play well. I didn't know 49 points. And then I figured, I, I don't know how much you're going to get out of James Harden. I think it's unfair to expect a lot. And you got, like, kind of what you expected. You didn't get much. I knew that I, uh, You knew that there had to be somebody else that was going to have to have a game that they've really never had before at that level. And then Jeff Green has had great games. You go back to game seven a few years ago with Cleveland against Boston, he was huge down the stretch. But he's never scored 27 points in a playoff game, and that's what he did last night. Coming into the uh, series, he had six total field goals in the playoffs. Last Mm. night, you just said it, he had seven three-pointers. And he's got to be thinking, going into Milwaukee, please, Mike Budenholzer, keep putting Brooke Lopez on me because he won't come out and guard me. And when he does, I pump fake him once. I get him off his feet. 
I drive, and then the next thing you know, the Milwaukee Bucks are scrambling. His performance last night, people don't I, – you know, I did all their games this year. The guy, he was so important to the team, just everything that he brings, and he's a leader. And you could tell in that moment, that's a big, big-time moment, and some guys just don't have it. He is not afraid of the moment. He's been in big games before. He looked comfortable out there, and you know, for him to have a season high, because remember, he only had two games this year where he scored at least 23 points. That's 27 points mm. in a game five. It really was an outstanding performance for him. Yeah, and a pivotal one at that. So the teams that, that, that win game five in a series that's tied 2-2, the winner of game five goes on to win the series in the NBA playoffs 82% of the time. So that's why this game was that's pivotal. Right. Frank, great to catch up with you, man. Thanks so much. All right, guys. Don't forget, guys. Three o'clock today. Italy plays. I want you guys all in front of your TV. Ah, all right. My wife's all over. Frank, Euro, I'll baby. tell you. All I right. think I'm gonna be uh, doing that. A little busy. <laughs> <laughs> we know a lot of people be watching that. All right, Franco Solar on the Goodyear Hotline. All right, so we'll get back into the NBA conversation, but into the NFL we go because one NFL team might be wishing that Twitter had an edit button. Uh-oh. QB, what? That's after Jay has this from Straight Talk. It's time for some straight talk. Sure, saving money feels good. But cutting your wireless bill in half, that feels really good. Like walk-off home run in the ninth inning good. Or maybe a KD game-winning shot kind of good. Okay, maybe not that good, but pretty darn good. With straight talk, you can get 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month. Up to 50% less than the other guys, plus no contract, all on America's best networks. Why pay a whole lot when you can pay half? Straight talk wireless. No contract, no compromise. Andy Dalton becomes a starter. In the moment that you see some slippage, you turn to him. Yes, correct. Uh, Andy Dalton is our starter. We know that if we stick to this plan that we have, that everything's going to be just fine. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
Kevin's got to come up and get the ball if he wants it. He does. He comes all the way to Harden, steps at the three-point line, shoots for three, and drilled it. 109-105. Clock on his back, one dribble, and a bang to three. Kevin Durant with Slim Reaper. I mean, just a masterpiece. That was the call by Sean Kelly and PJ Carlesimo on ESPN Radio last night as KD scored 49 points at a triple-double, but he did it playing the entire game, all 48 minutes, as the Nets beat the Bucks in Game 5, 114-108, as Brooklyn takes a 3-2 series lead. For KD, the second most points ever in a playoff triple-double. The only other one with more, Russell Westbrook. He went for 51 in a triple-double four years ago in the postseason. That boy really good. Very good. The all-NBA teams were announced last night, and first team was headlined by the MVP, of course, Nikola Jokic, and the scoring champ, Steph Curry. The others on the first team All-NBA, Luka Doncic, Kawhi Leonard, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Now, who wasn't on the team might be the bigger story we'll discuss. On to baseball. So, Rays ace Tyler Glass now spoke out against Major League Baseball's crackdown on foreign substances, blaming it for his partially torn UCL. He said he had to change his grip on the ball after he was no longer allowed to use sunscreen. That's what he uses <laughs> to help him get some grip on the ball, not necessarily to protect his skin from the sun. Sports Center brought to you by Goodyear. Goodyear knows from here on out, every game is a chance to create momentum to make the right pass, the right move to hit the perfect shot. It takes momentum to get through the playoffs. It takes everything to capture a title. Goodyear, more driven. QB1 with now a question mark? Maybe, maybe not. It's What's going on in Chicago? Highlights are amazing. (laughs) Why is that? Because when you look at some stuff sometimes, when you look at players and they start talking about them, they start showing highlights, you're like, oh, God, no. He just threw the ball to that guy. Why did that happen? You know, well, it like, depends on what highlights they exactly. show. No, I, it can I'm, make I'm you saying, look one way or the other. I, I, no, I'm saying Highlights not, are like spandex. I'm talking about like the bad <laughs> highlights, right? The bad ones, you're like, oh, Well, some yeah. some some people's bad is really bad. That's what I'm you saying. Know what I'm I mean? looking at it, I'm like, ooh. Yeah. Damn. That's why they're saying yeah. Justin Fields should start. Let's get the take from well, Chicago. Actually, one person is not saying. He should start. Mm, well, th- that's again, that is the question. So, Shea Pepler Cornette joins us right now on the Goodyear Shea. Hotline. ESPN Radio host for uh, Game Day. Also, was a reporter in Chicago for a long time, so knows the Bears very well. Good morning, Shay. Good morning, guys. How are you? Uh, we're good. I, I, I need to, you got to help us kind of decode what Matt Nagy had to Please. say here about Andy <laughs> Dalton uh, and whether or not he is the starter. Justin Fields, they trade, they, they draft and trade up to draft him. Just let's listen to Matt Nagy first and then go okay. from there. Well, we told Andy is that he's our starter and he knows that. And that's what that's what Justin knows. That was, that's what Nick knows, you know, the rest of our coaches. And um, we tell these guys knowing that there's got to be a start, right? So that's where we're at. And now um, when you're in Andy's role, when you're in Justin's role, when you're in Nick's role, they know their roles. And now it's their job to be able to be the best quarterback they can be. But let me, I'll just be very clear. Um, That being said, does that mean that these guys aren't competing? Absolutely not. They're competing. Like they want to be the best. And and, and based on that, we played your answer from Chris Collinsworth's uh, podcast today. 
where you said that Andy Dalton is the starter. So we wanted clarification whether or not that means that Justin Fields cannot win the job. Whether it's clarification that he can't win it, yes, correct. Uh, Andy Dalton is our starter. Okay. So he said, on the, by the way, on the podcast with Chris Collinsworth, for those who don't know, uh, that there's no possible scenario that Justin Fields is a starting quarterback. Reiterating it here, sort of. Okay, Shay, so does that mean no chance for Justin Fields or is there still competition open? Because I think he kind of said both. Okay, so let me tell you something about Matt Nagy, who I've known now for a couple years, and I know him pretty well. When he says something, he typically means it. And I know how coaches do. They, they say things, and there's ways around it. But this is what he's saying, and this is what he means. Andy Dal- Dalton is going to be the week one starter against the Rams. That's just what it's going to look like unless there's some sort of injury. If they put in Justin Fields before he's ready, or he comes out and he looks flat, and you deflate the entire Bears fan base in, in what they think Justin Fields can be, you are setting yourself back not only as a head coach and for how long you're going to be in Chicago, but you're also setting things back for Justin Fields. It makes no sense for him to do that. Look, we know what Andy Dalton is. He he is average at best. He's not going to lead you to the promised land, a guy who had 14 touchdowns and eight interceptions last year for the Dallas Cowboys. We, we just saw a highlight of him turning it over multiple times. I mean, he is not the answer in Chicago, but he is going to be at least until maybe week three or four or perhaps even the bye week, which I believe comes at week 10, which is a really long time, um, Andy Dalton's going to be the starter. With that being said, he's going to have a very short leash, just like we saw with Mitch Trubisky in the first um, part of the season last year. He starts turning the ball over. He starts making mental errors, making a lot of mistakes. You're going to see Justin Fields come in because Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace don't have a lot of time, but they're not just going to throw Justin Fields to the Wolves. He's not going to do it because if he looks bad and he's not ready, no one's to blame but Matt Nagy. So, yes, Andy Dalton will be the week one starter at the very least. So, Matt Nagy didn't say week one, right, Shay? He didn't say that. So as I'm listening to him and I'm trying to break him down, I kind of understand coach speak, page 109 (laughs) section. You know, I kind of get it. There's a competition that's going on. Each quarterback knows their role. He started off with Andy Dalton, then he went to Fields, and Nick Foles is probably the number three guy. Does it mean that, the defensive side of the ball has any influence at all on who the starting quarterback should be based on the way that they perform? Sure, Uh, sure, because I think we saw with Mitch Trubisky time and time again the defense – is what kept the Bears in a lot of games, basically brought them to the playoffs, especially in 2018. But the defense is going to look a lot different this year, okay? Uh, And I think for the better. You have a new defensive coordinator in Sean Desai who knows this defense very well, was a coordinator under Vic Fangio, but you also lose a guy like Kyle Fuller. And if you're going to compare 2018 defense, the one where you had Coach Fangio at the helm and Sean Desai as a a coordinator there, then – you have to look at the depth that they had as the Bears' defense. They don't have that kind of depth anymore, guys. They don't. You don't even know who their third pass rusher is going to be at this point. And Quinn cannot stay healthy to save his life. He's already injured. So it, it, you don't know how far along Jalen Johnson is. There's there's a lot of question marks on the defensive side of the ball with this team, too. They have a lot of great pieces. I mean, you're not going to look at a defense with a guy like Akeem Hicks or uh, Khalil Mack and say, hey, this isn't 
couldn't be a top 10 defense, but they've got a ways to go too. And when you lack depth, that's going to be a problem. To get back to your question, Key, yeah, if the defense shows up and is that 2018 top five ranked defense and can keep them in games and can turn guys like, I don't know where Aaron Rodgers is going to play, but if he is with the Green Bay Packers, can turn a guy like him over time and time again, yeah, you're going to have a little more leeway if you're Andy Dalton and you're the starter. But if the defense is slow and isn't ahead of the offense like it has been the past couple of years, it's going to be a problem, and it's all the pressure even more so is going to be on the starting quarterback. Shay, let's let's recalibrate that line. Don't say if the defense is slow. Tell me what is going to happen this year. <laughs> Will Andy Dalton be the starting quarterback for the whole year? Will it be Justin Fields? No. And what's up with no. Matt Nagy's future? No. Uh, I think drafting Justin Fields buys some time uh, for Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace, two guys who I like very much and I respect very much. And I do think, although there's been a few stumbling blocks along the way here, they know what it takes to have a winning football team. Look, Matt Nagy didn't walk into a Mike Glennon, Mitch Trubisky situation. I mean, didn't pick that scenario, I should say. He walked into it. What he was in with the Kansas City Chiefs was a Patrick Mahomes, Alex Smith situation. And so what he's trying to do is create that now and Chicago now that he's been able to go out and pick the quarterback that he wants to have so there's time now to be had not five years maybe not three but at least a full season of okay let's see what happens here it is not Super Bowl or bust in Chicago this year but it is be competitive in the NFC North especially if Aaron Rodgers is still on the Green Bay Packers and make the playoffs or bust this year for Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace and so what do I think is going to happen I think the defense that does lack depth is going to take a step forward because I think Desai knows this defense really well and has been there for a really long time and is really smart and can maybe utilize the personnel different than Chuck Pagano did in Chicago last year. They need to add some depth and make sure that a guy like Robert Quinn stays healthy. I think Andy Dalton is going to be your starter for the foreseeable future until he makes catastrophic mistakes. He has multiple turnovers in a game. It results in an L, and it is absolutely his fault. Maybe that's week two. Maybe it's week five. But I think Justin Fields, you drafted him for a reason, and you're going to see him become the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears sooner rather than later. But when he's ready and he's not going to be a bad shadow on that coaching staff. Uh, So I don't know when that is. But I know that he's a very athletic dude that is a very smart guy. And I think once he's got a good grasp of this offense – you will see Justin Fields under the helm. I'm going to guess, guys. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. If I had to guess when he's going to go in there, the Bears play the Lions at home on October 3rd. Um, That would be week four. That's when I guess we're going to see Justin Fields. So week four against the Lions. Shay, I know you've answered this question 17,000 million different times. (laughs) Justin Fields, he'd make it start week three, this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. When, what, what can he do? to force their hand by week one. What can he what can he do? Nothing. Key, he can't so do anything. Nothing. It's not so, happening. So it's not happening. At this point, if Matt Nagy has told us five different ways, five different times Andy Dalton's going to be the starter, he's going to be the starter. I mean, he's a liar at that point if he does it well, the he, other but, way but around. He, but, like, but, but he's basically, I don't want to call him a liar, but he's fudged some stuff <laughs> last year with the whole – Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles kind of conversations. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who I'm going to have at the start. No, you know who's starting at quarterback. 
You just no. didn't want to tell us. No, no, no. I, I disagree with you. I, I wholeheartedly think he didn't know who was going to start at quarterback. What I think he knew is that he had a Super Bowl MVP on his bench, and Mitch Trubisky had been struggling out of the gate, but the Bears drafted him so high and gave up so much draft capital that they had to at least give it one more you know, try, and so they did. And when he constantly turned the ball over against the Atlanta Falcons, who had a terrible defense at the time, he said, I can't I can't do this anymore. My job's at risk. Put Foles in, and Foles just didn't pan out to be the guy you thought he was going to be. But people thought Foles was going to be the answer in Chicago. So he, he knew that offense inside and out. So you're saying Justin Fields can't have splash plays in training camp and then whatever wow. in, in, in um, preseason really just start to, like, Light it up to the point where you look at it and you go, much like Pete Carroll did with Russell Wilson and uh, what was, it, what was the quarterback uh, that they paid all the money to? Matt. Uh, Matt, yes. not Matt Flint. Matt, was it? Matt Flint. Yeah, yeah Matt, Matt Flint. Flint. Yeah. He can't. He can't come to that sort of resolution on the situation where all of a sudden it's like I, I, I just got to play this dude. Can someone check on Key? Okay, you played in the NFL. You think OTAs, training camp, and preseason are what's going to sell a dude? Like, Jay's come giving on. you the, you're not listening. Like, no. You're not like, listening. No. That's not going to happen. Because I've guys seen in shorts Andy at training Dalton. camp. Is, no. Okay, I've we've all seen Andy Dalton. Uh, yes, I, I we've all it. seen Andy Dalton. It's not happening prior to week one. Let's all just forget, unless there's an injury, okay? Let, that's the out. Unless there's an injury. And you know why? And, and I'll, I'll say why. Shay, and this is why I, I actually, I'm buying what you're selling here. And why I'm buying it is very simple. Because it's easier for Matt Nagy to go to the kid everybody wants to see than it is to start him, have him struggle, and then exactly. pull him. Because now that- it looks like you're failing him. That falls on you more than it does on the kid. So Correct. it's much easier to have to go like I, we gave Dalton the shot. Let's bring the kid in, and everybody's like, "Yeah, the kid!" And you'll let him make mistakes. I'd rather watch the kid make mistakes than Andy Dalton make mistakes. He's learning, and now it's off you as the yes. coach. It's no Man, longer on you. You play the best player. You pay uh, just that's like much Pete easier Carroll, to say when you Pete have a five-year contract. Russell Wilson and put him in there but after Pete, they paid Matt Flynn all that damn money, and Pete said no. I, I'm not doing this. But I felt like Pete Carroll had job security. It doesn't feel like yeah. that Nagy and company exactly. have job security. And but you're going to get fired difference. if you that start off one and difference. four. You're going to get fired? No, no, no. you no. won't. When you go not if you start off one and four. You start off one and four, and you yes. put in, yes. if you put in Justin Fields, and he turns yes. things around, and he's fully ready, mm-hmm. and he's seen those mistakes. It's a different story. Yeah. You cannot ha- put him in and have him fail. That is solely on you, and you'll lose your job before the Thank end of you. the season. You can't, or worse off, even key. What mm-hmm. if he gets hurt? Like you can't have that. You mm-hmm. cannot have that, and it's not happening prior to week one. No, okay, it, but Detroit makes a lot of sense. Shay, you just made me a believer. Okay, See, I'm a player. <laughs> Playing against Detroit makes play, all man. the sense. In the I know world. what you need. I need to. I'm, I'm Shay, on. I appreciate defense. you for the I info, the but more. Team. Just to get you got key going this morning. That's all that matters. We get him I going. mean, he played in the league. I don't know what he thinks the preseason because is now. I'm a defensive guy. <laughs> I got now. a great defense. <laughs> I need to win. Okay, I, I, I'm Dalton? all about a great defense. I'm from Chicago, but it ain't happening in OTAs and training camp and preseason. Okay, it's gonna happen during the regular season. Ding 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 ding. Shay, thank you so much. Bye guys. Appreciate your time. All right, Shay. Shay Pepler Cornet on the Goodyear Hotline. She makes sense. She well, makes I mean, a yeah, lot there's of no, sense. There's but no, no, no. Question, it makes sense. Key makes sense, too. But the, I hear what Key's saying. You got to do it, though. You got 
You're wasting valuable. I, this is a business. I'm, I, I'm you're with right. you. You're wasting you're valuable right, time. But, but that's you're you're going with common sense. Common sense. And I'm not going with that common sense is, when I'm a coach whose dollars and cents matter right now. But if I right drafted now. him, if I drafted him because he's that special, man, I got to put that dude in. Since is it common when there's money on the line? Around. It's my paycheck. One million cents is not common mm-hmm. when there's money on the line, and yeah. it's my job. I'm doing things to secure my job. I mean, I guess if they think that's going to help them, oh, well. Just yeah. gives them a longer runway. I, I hear what she's saying. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Jay is in Chicago, and he also wants to sound off about this. Jay, well, well it's a different Jay. I used to be. Yeah, yeah that's true. Well, hey, guys, first let me tell you that you're the best show on ESPN. Ah! All right, Jay. Okay. Wait, I need to hear that again. Say Something it again, Jay. My, my headphone. What? What? what you say? are the best, most real, most calm, and just genuine show on ESPN. Wow, Jay, do me a favor. Tell a friend in Chicago. Dave, like and, tell and, lots and of friends Narby in Chicago. And, and, and everybody, y'all hear that? Well, you're the you're the CEO and president no, of the, the company. President. No, you not, right decisions. Now. not right now. No, no, are you on? Yeah, yeah, you on right leave? What? Well, what do you got though, Jay? <laughs> So I want to echo some things that Shay just said. First of all, on the Sean Desai thing, Chuck Pagano played us way too many uh, zone coverages and didn't utilize the talent we had the way that Fangio did, and that's why we were suffering. But going back to Justin Fields, first of all, the national conversation is, you know, Pace and Nagy are on the hot seat and they got to save their jobs. I don't think so. First of all, Pace has put together this defense. Everybody wants to ignore that through the draft and, and through free agency. And our defense is still raw. And then second of all, just by drafting Justin Fields, I think that buys them at least a couple of years because Nagy didn't want Trubisky, didn't draft Trubisky, and was put in that bad situation. And I also want to say that, last thing, Justin Fields shouldn't play starting off because Nagy came from a perfect position in Kansas City. He saw what happened with Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes, and he doesn't want to – rush this guy he doesn't want to make him feel pressured to have the whole city on his shoulders game one against the freaking rams mm-hmm. with that defense so i think it's smart to say hey look we're going to play dalton until he either plays poorly or until we just cannot deny justin fields anymore and we need to roll it out slowly I mean, it's it's interesting. They, they play the Rams, the Browns, and the Bengals their first three weeks. Now, the Bengals may not be as daunting, but the Rams and the Browns uh, and that defense certainly would be. So, it does make sense to I move think it on. Jay, thanks so much. the first three or four games are going to be a little yeah, sticky. Yeah, challenging. I mean, so look, just, when they get to week six, seven, eight, and nine, I mean, they play the Packers, the Bucks, the 49ers, and the Steelers. I mean, it doesn't get easier. I guess, I guess he's eventually going to have to. Yeah, he's a, yeah we'll get but back into this. I guess it also depends, Alan, on what your job security is. As you know, it, it, it really depends on it. It is a business first. There's no doubt about that. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive's Home Insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. Jeez. No, you don't. To be an NBA player? Yeah, you don't have to be a stone cold killer. To be an NBA player? You know a lot of football players that don't aren't stone cold killers. Kevin Durant's performance last night. I know, I know a lot of NBA players that aren't stone cold killers, right? I mean, maybe maybe he left superstar out of that. Yeah, because so this something. dude's a stone cold killer. Right? Not every NBA player is a stone cold. Whoever killer. somebody said 
every NBA, you got to be a stone cold killer to be an NBA player. Uh, and Jay looked at me, it was like, what? Yeah, I don't I think so. Uh, not so much. Yeah, that, that, that I think part, he left superstar or something like that out. It, it's it's having the talent and then the mentality, you know. And and I think that's really the thing here with him is is that mentality. When he talked good? about just Can winning I, possession by possession. He was he was looking at it that way. Can I tell you why? Game. Why Katie is a singularity. Like, that's the word for me. He's a singularity. Okay. He is unique in the fact that he wants to rip your head off regardless of who you are. He plays best when he's gassed. When he plays – you could even tell last night there was a moment where Giannis, he grabbed the rebound. Giannis kind of tried to tangle him up. and he, Get the hell off mm. me. Like, that's just – he's full of that – Piss and vinegar all the yeah, time. Yeah, that's there's, what there's makes that, him different. There, there's that competitive fire in him, no doubt about it. And we saw it 48 minutes. So Jay, got some big three for us today. I do. Here, here, here are the big, here are the three big things that I can't believe I saw last night. Hmm. Big three things I can't believe I saw last night. Number one, Coach Bud. I can't believe I saw Coach Bud continue to try to guard KD straight up, straight up, just. Oh, you know what? All right, Chris Middleton, it's your turn. Okay, P.J. Tucker, it's your turn. Hey, we're not going to run any blitzes at you. We're not going to give you any kind of different coverage. Oh, well, just had a uh, great player yeah. moment. You know what? Nothing just, you can do about we gotta it. We got to keep doing it with team defense. With Dame Lillard, too. Remember when Dame was just going off? It's like, can we do something? And I start thinking about, oh, game two when Coach Bud came out, he played zone. I'm like, you're playing zone? <laughs> Against the second best three-point shooting team <laughs> yeah. in the NBA, you're playing zone. Now you're playing KD straight up once he starts cooking in the third quarter. Blows my mind. Can't believe I saw it. Second thing I can't believe I saw last night. Giannis, we get to the fourth quarter. You saw him? I didn't see him. Oh, well, that's my point. Jeez. We get to the fourth quarter, and I say, you know what, P.J. Tucker? You carried the load. This is my time right now. Fourth quarter, I'm reigning defensive player of the year. Yes. You move over to the side. Mm -hmm. I got Kevin I got Durant. This. This is going to be my project. I'm not only going to dominate in the paint, but I'm going to guard him each and every possession, and I'm getting over screens. I'm not switching. If we're not blitzing, fine. It's on me. I'm going to take that. I didn't see KD. I didn't see Giannis on KD last night. Not one possession Should give in the back fourth the trophy. Quarter. Give it back. Give it back. And the last thing I can't believe I saw last night, James Harden played 46 minutes on one leg. <laughs> He's out there like me playing in pickup games. And I didn't see – the Milwaukee Bucks attack him at all defensively. defensively. He was chilling defensively. They kept going to other people. And I'm like, what are, what are we doing? And granted, for him to have five points, eight assists, six rebounds, I give I'm him good. all the credit in the world. Yeah, he played 46 minutes. He was on the court. He did his thing. The fact that he wasn't attacked was a blasphemy. Yeah, he's supposed it was to, an atrocity, Key. He, he's supposed to show me he's healthy. Like I, You're going to have to show me. You, every possession. You're going to have to show you me. You out here on one leg? Oh, defend me. Oh, I'm going to turn you three or four times. I'm going to put pressure on you. Drew Holiday, I'm like, what, what are we doing? And you could tell on the, on, the, on the fast breaks and stuff like that, he wasn't trying to run down the court. James was like lagging. Hey, more on this game oh and also one NFL team looking for a mulligan when it comes to the franchise quarterback. Stay with us.